I love the bit about the pineapple and where it's been. And congratulations on being part of the super group, the purple super group. Enjoy. Happy gaming. Come in, my child, out of the cold and listen how the story's told. From fairy tales to happenstance, the dice rule every random chance. Take off your coat and stay a while, we'll roll in that deep percent time. Hi everyone, alright, so you heard Ivy the Happy Whisk there before TJ's theme tune. Thanks so much for the call in Ivy, it's been a while, I've missed you. I, I like to think of Ivy's been away across the summer on a, on a training montage. That's <laughs> what so she's been up to and now she's back, she's podcasting, she's interacting with the Anchorites again and it is great, it's great to hear from you. Um, and if listeners, if you don't know where the pineapple has been, then maybe you've got to engage with the back catalogue. <laughs> oh, I love to get the call-ins. I've got another one from Whisk. I'm going to play it to you now. Congratulations on 100 podcasts. And I love the spooky stuff. Spooky, and you're right. Spooky is different for different people. Something sometimes something will spook me and then other times something won't and it's just it just depends. <laughs> All right, happy 100. Thanks again, Ivy. Um yeah, thanks for the encouragement. Got to 100. Still going. <laughs> I don't know what episode it is now, so it's this that one's been hanging around for a little while so as I'm going through the call-ins. Um I'm queuing this one up in advance. I don't know exactly when I'm going to put it out while I'm away I don't know what it'll be a couple of episodes after a hundred anyway and Ivy's referring we love the spooky stuff referring to um, the spooky house game that I put out Um, I'm doing one last round of feedback I've put a link in the show notes let me know what you think of spooky house print it out play it with some kids let me know how it goes I'm not sure how successfully introductory it is um, but I've had some really positive feedback about it i'm so proud that i got a thing out you know in 30 odd years of gaming i've done lots of little bits of writing lots of little projects none of it has got to to that point really of getting out the door so i'm well happy about that um thanks to my wife claire for um for mixing her creative energy with it i think if if claire hadn't agreed to do some artwork for it um well, I had I had a few different um, motivations to finish it. You know, I felt I'd committed to the Arneson Month challenge, um, but then once Claire did the pictures, that was it. It had to it had to go out, and I think that would be a good way. I'm looking forward to uh, to that collaboration continuing. If we if we mix our energies in that way, then it's it's, it's more likely that I'll be motivated to to finish things and get them out the door. So so who knows what else uh, I might be producing in the coming months. Uh, thanks again, Ivy, for the call-in. Hi, Dave. It's Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. Oh my gosh, Spooky House sounds wonderful. I'm thinking I'm going to try to 
I gotta figure out when I might be able to play it with my granddaughter and her sister. I don't know if I'm gonna see them again before Halloween, but I might. Maybe I'll ask their mom if I can have some extra time with them or something. I don't know, we'll see if I can work that out. The only thing is my youngest granddaughter is six, so instead of using the random tables, I mean, I might still use the random tables for what's scary, but if I roll something that's too scary that I think might give her nightmares, I might roll again. I don't know. That's the only change I can think I would make just because I think carpet with tendrils that grabbed her feet would freak her right out. Her sister, on the other hand, who's nine, I think would think that was awesome. So um, other than maybe a little customizing for age, I think I'm going to give it a try. I'll let you know how it goes. Thanks, Liren from the updates from the middle of nowhere podcast yeah this is all spooky stuff actually this episode halloween is past but you know we all still like a bit of spooky stuff don't we so um i hope you still get a chance to run it at some point i think you're right i tried it was really it was really hard populating those generators yeah the purple tendrils were by no means the spookiest thing that was there um i tried I tried for a certain... Yeah, I suppose I was pitching for, you know, for my sons who are 8 and 10. That's where I was going. Um, but it was quite a challenge to think, did I, you know, how have I got the level right? It can't be too <laughs> macabre, um, but it needs to be, you know, a little bit edgily spooky because kids do enjoy a bit of spooky. But I don't think you're ever going to get something like that right. So, yeah, there always would be a bit of... Um, discretion involved in the interpretation of the tables but I do hope you get to uh, to run it at some point and I'd love to get the get the feedback and thanks very much for the call in Liren. All right we've got one from Jason here on the same spooky theme it starts a bit abruptly because he's referring back to some feedback he started giving me on the audio dungeon discord but you can uh, you can make out where he's going. Anyway the other thing I was going to mention to you is perhaps there's not enough um housekeeper advice I know that's a really hard um, line to draw or you know to straddle the uh, when I think back to my first playing my first couple times as a kid I think I struggled as a GM because I wasn't sure exactly what I was supposed to do but I mean how much do you really put in there so I, I'm not sure what to tell you there I, I do wonder what um, you know what kids that have never played an RPG before when they pick that up, if they'd have enough there to be the housekeeper, I think they'd get the idea they're running the game, but I don't know if there's enough there for them to fully get the idea of the challenges and how to, you know, figure out how difficult it is and, and where to set the bar for the players to... I, I think he covered enough for somebody that's been exposed to role-playing, but I'm not sure they're, how to even do it for somebody that hasn't been without writing out a full example of a, of a room, you know, room encounter and defeating the room for the um, housekeeper to realize. So I know there's a little bit long. I apologize. I'm kind of leaving an audio message. Like I say, I don't know that I'll be able to type you out one today. But I think it's good like it is. But that'd be my only comment would be, I wonder if the housekeeper needs a little bit, a new housekeeper. You know, I wonder if a new housekeeper needs a little bit more on how to set the challenges, how to overcome, and how to describe. I, I don't know. I mean, you do cover it some. It's just hard. I just remember thinking back how hard it was for me as original GM. Um, having never played, a, you know, I, I GM before I ever played, 
and trying to figure that out on my own. I was like 10 years old, and and I remember really fumbling through it initially and being a little bit confused, which is the beauty of the Mincer set, right? The Red Box, D&D Red Box, which I'm not sure if you've had a chance to read, but the um, he has an introductory adventure and stuff like that in there. But, yeah, it's tough, so... Anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. Talk to you later. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Yeah, yeah, you pick up on my core concern with it, really. I, I, I got into the introductory mood reading all my fighting fantasy books, and I was, you know, I, th- I think it could have been a, a trifold zine, really, if I wasn't, you know, just with the generators in an expansion for Tunnel Goons, if I wasn't trying to do the introductory thing. And you're right, I'm not sure... I think the page count limited it, and I think a you know a side or two example of play would resolve a lot of the issues with it. Ray Otis very kindly did a review on his um, on his Plundergrounds and said a similar thing. Maybe I didn't pull off the introductory thing. He then said, "Of course, well, <laughs> you know, at a similar age, we all worked out." Dungeons and Dragons or whatever it was that we were introduced to um, we got through the mystery yeah I, I you know I had a similar experience with the Riddling Reef I didn't know what it was I didn't know what I was reading um, but we did get there in the end so maybe maybe the introductory Holy Grail is not even particularly necessary interesting you should mention the Mensa box yeah I've talked about this very briefly before I do actually own that one and have owned it since the 80s the lovely red box this is the one with Bargle in um, yeah I own it randomly because my brother gave it to me and my brother who's never expressed any interest in role playing produced this one day and said this is the kind of thing you like isn't it here you go have that I don't know how he got hold of it I don't know why he got hold of it um, but I do own it, and uh, it's interesting because it's got. You know, we're talking about fighting fancy game books. It's got a little mini game book in it, hasn't it? It's got a solo adventure, uh, a branch in narrative as an introduction, um, which a lot of other games do. I've got a GURPS third edition, which also I seem to remember introduces role playing through the solo adventure. Uh, I've done a house successful that is because I think by the time I encountered either of those I already knew this is the problem it's hard um, to gauge these introductory efforts once you already know what role playing is Uh, but thanks for the feedback Jason it's great to hear from you apologies for the wind and other noise in that last bit I'm actually stood outside the airport on a chilly morning waiting to get on my plane so there is a little bit of background noise I'm going to carry on this post Halloween (laughs) spooky hangover by playing some messages that pertain to the other idea I had for my Arneson mini game which was my pentangle idea my um, my saves based horror game which uh, which got shelved in favour of Spooky House but which is still on the back burner um, but to a certain extent I suppose this feedback is now a, uh, a historical artefact nevertheless uh, you might find some of it interesting to see where that game could have gone where that game still might go when I get back to it maybe I'll save it for next Halloween now I've got a couple of other uh, projects to think about 
Uh, so I won't say a great deal about these contributions, but now seems the appropriate time to play them. Hey Dave, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Great episode on Pentangle and how it's developing. So here are my thoughts. When I, uh, you're right, DCC, but what I was thinking was ICE was um you know the MERP system the um you know, Iron Crown Enterprises uh was it Rollmaster sorry early morning on the way to work so Rollmaster if you haven't seen them I bet you if you Google you get the, you can pull up some of the charts and the reason I was thinking Rollmaster was they had different charts different crit charts for every kind of damage imaginable right so if you're only only rolling for damage you want to specify that so if it's damaged by spell or damaged by claw or damage, you know, by tearing, or damage by electricity, or damage by, you know, penetration, whatever. You know, the the old Rollmaster charts had different crit tables for all the different kinds of attacks, so it was really good because it broke it down that way. So maybe that's something to think about. Um, the other thing I, I want to mention, you mentioned witches. So one version of witches I didn't like when I first saw it, but it's kind of grown on me was Penny Dreadful. I don't know if you've seen that series. It's actually quite a good series. I, I I think they went a little bit... I'm not super happy with the way the Frankenstein monster ended up, and that worked out. But for the most part, I thought Penny Dreadful was much better than it had any right to be. The witches are a little bit reminiscent of Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. I think it's... Or, you know, the Hansel and Gretel movie with um, Gemma um, Arnington, is that her name? And Jeremy Renner, but um, so they're a little reminiscent of that. And, and but, but those witches. Now that I think about it, really worked in the second season of um, Penny Dreadful. And like I say, if you haven't seen that, Dave, I think you would enjoy Penny Dreadful quite a bit. The like I say, the Frankenstein monsters stick gets old after a while, but it's actually quite a interesting little series. But yeah, I like I say, if you have a chance, look at the. Um, Rollmaster crit tables. They're very interesting because they break it down by type of damage. And they, they escalate. You know, the higher you roll, the worse the crit gets. So that's kind of what I was thinking of. But you're right, DCC does the same thing. So I look, I'm excited for this. I look for how it develops. I love Suspiria. M- more of the Argento version. Although the new take on it is also very interesting. So really looking forward to it. And I'll play the game with the Goblin soundtrack in the background. Hi Dave, it's just Goblin Senchman here. I just wanted to follow up on the call by, uh, I believe it was uh, Jason and Gadget, um, about the the magnitude of the die you roll after you fail the test. Um, I wondered what you could do is whatever you fail the test by is the 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 magnitude of the die you roll. So if you fail by four, you roll a d four. If you fail by eight, you roll a d eight. If you fail by ten, you roll a d ten. That kind of idea, where the damage escalates. Um, the worse you fail the roll by. And obviously, if it's a deadly test, you make sure that the threshold is set, you know, to be hard, so you get a bigger fail number possible. Anyway, it's just an idea. And the other thing that occurred to me is if you draw a pentangle and you link up the um, tips of the star with a by two apexes, you can draw a, pent- a pentagram between each of the um, points of the star, and there's a pentagram in the middle. So that gives you six possible stats that you could rig into your system and somehow finesse that with the, the same. So essentially in the five outer pentagrams you could have con, dex, wisdom, intelligence and um, 
decks. So I do that. And then in the internal um, Pentagon, you could have, for example, Charisma, which you might be able to use as possible save for any one of the stats or maybe the modifiers or something like that. Anyway, it's um, a completely random, undeveloped idea, but I'm just throwing it at you to as you can as a way to possibly link the um, the idea between having a, a pentangle, which I'm understanding to be a five pointed star, and in, in and linking in six stats, which would be in pentagrams around the outside and one in the middle. Anyway, there you go. Just a thought. Cheers, fella. Bye. Hi Dave, it's Goblin Senshman here. I just had one further thought about your pentangle idea that you were talking about, a saving throw driven system. Now at one point you talked about um, if you had a simple task, you could have a DM timer die to work out how long it takes, for example, for a person to pick a lock. Well, the other way you could go is whatever the number of units you failed the saving throw by is the amount of rounds it takes to, for example, pick the lock. So if you pass the test, you pick the lock. If you fail by five units, then it takes you five turns. And, you know, potentially if you're rolling each turn for a random encounter, because it's sort of, that could build suspense. As you, you know, it's going to take five rolls. Okay, we've got the lock open. Phew, let's go. That kind of idea. So you could build in a timer mechanic rather than just, say, a pass and fail mechanic too. Anyway, just, just an idea. Cheers. Bye. Alright, so thanks to Jason again and to Goblin's Henchman. I really appreciate the call-ins. I really appreciate your suggestions um, on that system. Sorry I've sat on them so long and sorry I haven't given them uh, the treatment that they deserve. But they are out there now. They are certainly rattling around in my brain pan and I will return to them uh, again when I return to my Pentangle system. It may be a little while now, as I say, because I've got other projects. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that must be me getting on for me 20-minute mark. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and I will catch you all soon. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact Dave, please leave a message on Anchor, email dpercentile at gmail.com, or find him on Twitter at d underscore percentile.